0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host Stephen Flat. thank you very much for downloading this week's episode and this week it's the final film of Australia Month and we're going for the film that you at home voted for. You chose The Dish. So we're watching it with someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film and uh, the reason that we're recording remotely today instead of in person, it is uh, <laughs> science's own Kate O'Sullivan.
1: Hi, I'm sorry. I'm in self-isolation. I stupidly went to Queensland during a pandemic. What, what, what terrible timing I have.
0: Well, look, that's, that's the risk you take to get over to our lovely uh, cousins over in the eastern states. Um, how, how are you doing, Kate? Because you're about five or six days into your self-isolation.
1: Yeah, day six. I'm doing okay. I think um, the benefit of having friends who are willing to play online games with you and... Uh, having many books to read and random projects to work on is uh, highly useful at a time like this. Um, mm. The not going for a walk thing is driving me slightly bonkers, but we'll get there. We will get there.
0: Hey, we will. Is. In about eight days, I believe, you'll, you'll, you'll yeah. be able to get there. Um, and for those who are listening internationally and maybe aren't up to speed with our own um, our own lockdown procedures, uh, why are you uh, isolating at home for 14 days?
1: Ah, because uh well, I went to visit my partner who lives in Queensland. I flew back into Western Australia and we have quite stringent border restrictions that came into play because there was uh some some of that lovely COVID floating around in Queensland. So uh I am now at my house, just not going anywhere, uh, which is, you know, fine. It's hot outside. I'm happy to, to not deal with that. Um and yeah, just dealing with the whole keeping everyone safe, but also driving myself nuts mm. part well of, part I'm, of traveling this time
0: well i'm very happy that we can uh, try and distract uh, you for the next couple of hours with the dish which um given your background in australian science communication i'm shocked shocked to learn that you have not watched kate
1: well the fun part is that i've been there i've just not seen the film right. <laughs> so i there are photos of me at the dish in parks i mm. just we were intending to watch the film. We never watched the film. It then became too late and everyone had seen the film. And I'm like, ah, oh, cool, cool, cool,
0: cool, 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 <laughs> So what are you expecting from, from the dish then?
1: Hopefully some not terrible science. It would be really nice to be on one of these and not be asked about my scientific opinions and it to be relatively accurate. Um, and lots of, lots of nice footage shot out near parks because my understanding is that it was filmed in the area so that's kind of cool but other than that i I got nothing
0: all right well joining us as our guest who has seen the film and can tell us a little bit about it it is jason doley
2: hi how are you guys
0: doing pretty good uh nice to have you back on the program jason um you have seen the dish
2: yeah i watched it when it came out which was what no,
0: 2000
2: 2001 it was 2000 like so
0: it's 20 years old okay yeah so yeah i was yeah i was 21 now was mm. oh, what yeah we're, we're in 2021 let me change yeah. my
2: calendar <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i saw it i saw it in cinema so i saw it in 2000 then so mm. it was yeah i can't remember too much because i was relatively young then um So, but I do remember a few things. I remember some of the actors. I know that it was written by um, uh, Rob Sitch and Santo Chalaro, who are two very good Australian comedy writers and directors and actors and so on. So I remember that much. I remember a few of the jokes. Uh, Yeah. I, I just remember it being good. So we'll see
0: how it goes. Excellent. And, um, Obviously, you've not been in lockdown yourself currently, Jason. So uh, no. I, I figured I should ask, though, as, we, as you rightly point <laughs> out, we head into 2021. Um, mm. how, how are things with you just in general, out, out uh, in the world?
2: Things are good. Things are good. I work at a university. Um, I essentially do Kate's job, but in humanities. Mm. Um, so I've, I guess this film kind of meets halfway for both myself and Kate.
1: Science meets uh, <laughs> arts forever.
2: Exactly. Best friends. Except when the funding comes up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it, it's, it's a good, it's good. Um, yeah, everything's been pretty good here. My wife's a doctor. So, we're not sure if um, how the rollout of the vaccine's going to work for her or for us, whether she's considered frontline or not because she's not a hospital doctor she's a general practitioner Mm. yeah no i think well i mean 2020 wasn't i know it was bad for a lot of people but it
1: was not as bad as it could have been yeah and that's
2: it and you know i'm always i'm always a glass half full kind of person so i kind of look at it like that so i think 2021 will be good but i'm still gonna take my time before i start promising anything or planning anything huge
0: probably a good idea well uh at the very i think least, that's good advice
2: for everyone yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, at the very least we can all promise that we're gonna watch the dish uh so shall yes. we watch it right now
1: yeah let's, let's do, do it
0: okay for those of you who are listening at home pop in those dvds and get out those cricket bats as we prepare to watch the dish Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching The Dish. And by we, I, of course, mean Jason Doley. Hello. And Kate O'Sullivan.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Kate, that was your first time watching The Dish. What did you think?
1: I mean... I am known on this podcast for being critical of scientific inaccuracies. And I was really happy with that film.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> oh, I <it> was good. <laughs>
1: Hey.
2: zig like,
1: like, there were some things where I was like, mm, but they're mostly, I was like, actually, good. Well done, Australian film industry for doing a science. Um,
0: <laughs> That's entirely time. Yeah, no, fair. I
1: enjoyed that. Like, more than probably I thought I would
0: that's that's good um with that being the case then um mm. was it was your enjoyment primarily derived from uh scientific accuracy or was it from i suppose the the actual narrative that was was shown like which which was which were you leaning more towards
1: i mean i think i think it is beneficial that it is scientifically accurate for me to enjoy it because otherwise i sit there being like no but what um but i also think that it was I mean, aside from some very clear historical inaccuracy moments that are like, we're going to do a thing because otherwise this is not going to be an interesting film. Um, but I think like those added to the film when well, I didn't have any problems with that. And, you know, adorable Tom Long needing a tiny <laughs> little romance thrown in his science story somewhere. <laughs> like,
0: Yeah, I, I, so... I, I, I think it's... This is the first time I'd watched it as well. Um, and I, I have to say that i liked it but i think i liked it just because i think for me i would really like to just live in a scientific observatory setting like that and parks just yes. seems quite idyllic in in that respect um you know they're all just sort of having cups of tea and occasionally something goes wrong but no one gets too shouty and it just seems nice i'm aware that's probably not how it works but it, it, <laughs> it sort of generated this really I felt very sort of cozy in, in this environment mm. um, yeah. and not a lot happens though. And I was surprised by how little film there was in this film, if, if you get what I mean. Mm.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it is, it is cozy and nice because you know, it is made by the same guys who made the castle. Mm. So it's yeah. got that kind of like friendly, happy, fun to them like you know no no envelopes are pushed Mm. uh nothing's risky yet so we're just gonna have fun with it
0: yeah
1: well yeah and i think also i mean unlike a lot of sports movies where it's like we have a clear thing and there's like automatic conflict and stuff scientific discovery isn't so much lots of conflict it's like lots of everybody kind of getting on board to get a thing done Mm. and Mm. kind of a nice nice thing i mean it means you have to invent conflict like um grumpy teenager doesn't want to date boy but like (laughs) you know you you um yeah you're right that there's not a lot of film because it's sort of we are going from a to b very linearly Mm. because Mm. that's how it works there's not a lot of side stuff that has to happen
0: Mm. i feel as though what they've done with this film though is quite quite good i think the decisions they I think the decisions that they made were quite good uh, because Mm. part of the, I think the, the enjoyment of the story of the dish is, you know, you've got this very important, maybe like the most defining event in human history, um, which is leaving the planet and walking on another surface, working on essentially another world. Like that's something which has been beyond the grasp of the entirety of the human race. And the fact that everyone being able to see that comes down to four guys in a sheep paddock is, is there is an inherent five. Fun. Yeah. Sorry. Five. five sorry. Paul Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Rudy. He did the very important job of keeping it secure. Uh, okay. So sorry. You've got these, <laughs> these five guys um, who are, who are there and they are, yeah. th- there is an inherent comedy in that. Um, I, but I did like that it didn't, I liked that it didn't become, a farce which i feel like is something that you could have done with this
1: yeah yeah i mean when you said cricket bats at the start i was like oh no what have they done (laughs) no and now i'm like oh okay actually no that's that's like Hmm. i see what you mean by that now like okay
2: i i love the 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 idea of the cricket bat thing because it, it gets rid of one of the biggest issues of playing cricket which is getting the ball back to the center because the center just all loops down Mm. so yeah
0: yeah it's it it is quite lovely and i think it's it's the image from this film that i was aware of prior to to watching it was the fact that they played cricket on the actual dishes surface um and i was surprised by how little that was in the film it was essentially Mm. in it for 30 seconds
1: because you can't do it because you can't do it like i've been i've been to that observatory that is a working observatory even today like you no one played cricket on the dish. <laughs> like, mm. that's not a thing.
0: But why shouldn't <laughs> happen?
1: But I was like, oh, this is cute. Uh, because you're going to hit all of the very sensitive stuff in the middle and break it and, like, I don't know, destroy the giant thing that's pointing into space.
0: So you're saying that we shouldn't paint some stumps on it and throw tennis balls at somebody with a bat in the middle?
1: I mean, not if that person's then going to hit the bat or potentially not hit the ball. Mm. Like... <laughs>
0: Okay that's that's Mind you, you've got to be you've
2: got to be an incredibly good cricket player to destroy a billion dollars with one <laughs> shot so
1: <laughs> or a uh, really terrible cricket true.
2: player True you you're, mm. you it's a circle it's at the bottom of the circle is destroy it and all the way th- at the other side of the destroy is really bad and really good mm. uh, What but, about yeah, when I just looked it up nobody ever played it apart no. from the uh, apart from the actors and they had a tennis ball and they were told um, to be very
1: soft. Mm. And like, probably where they could stand and probably were only allowed up there for a short amount of time because like, no.
0: Mm. <laughs> All kinds yeah. of nope. no. No, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it wasn't something that actually happened. Uh, but what about where, um, where Al and Cliff get on the dish as it's being uh, raised up? Raised. Yeah, when they're, when they're bringing it up. Like,
1: I mean, those, those stairs exist, Hmm. But I think, but I think they're normally used for like maintenance of the hmm. dish. If memory serves me correctly, I, this is five years ago that I went there. Hmm. So I'm tr- kind of trolling the back, back it, of my brain, but uh, yeah.
0: Is there anything inherently wrong with what they did there though? Like, cause they, you know, they were saying like, you know, Oh, this isn't in any manuals. Like, it looks like it's, to me, as an outside observer who's not in charge of anything related to NASA, that looks like, oh, it's a big enough dish. That'd be fine moving two human bodies with the additional weight. But is there something I'm missing?
1: I, I don't know. I just I think it's one of those things where like, you probably don't do it more because the risk is so great if something goes wrong rather than that you like, mm. don't do it for a, a particular massive, like particular thing that's always going to happen. It's like, mm. if this goes wrong... Mm. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, you know, like one in a million chance of something horrendous going on. Mm.
0: Well, aside from um the the odd uh sporting based uh, misuse of the dish. They 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 seem pretty pretty good at their jobs. This this team of uh, Cliff Glenn, and Mitch, the the Australian um, scientists, and Al, who's come over from America. So
1: Australian. They're extremely so Australian. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So Australian, but so American.
0: <laughs> it's Patrick Warburton, which I didn't who, who I didn't realise was in this. Yeah,
2: film. yeah. I I f- I remember finding that out about maybe five years ago that it was Patrick Warburton I was watching because he wasn't as famous in two thousand. Mm. As he is compared to, like, even like 2010. Yeah. Like you know, he was, you know, whenever Emperor's New Groove was, um...
0: it was the same year. It was uh, 2000. Really? Yeah. Ah. Oh, so you go. Uh, and he'd also uh, begun uh, voicing Joe in Family Guy at that time as well. Yeah. So, okay, but I think he lot... was
1: more of a voice guy than he was a like screen actor. actor yeah. That you remember from being in stuff like. Mm. Um. You know, my my brain. I still have him as the voice in um, all the voiceovers for a series of unfortunate events, the oh, yes. narrator. And I'm like, the second his voice came, I'm like, this is going to be weird. <laughs> this is this is going to sit weird for me yeah. for a bit. Um, not because of anything I was doing, but yeah,
0: yeah. It it I mean it, it is a good cast, though. You know, Sam Neil, who we've just had on this program for uh, Hump for the Wilder People as well. Just just doing his his Sam Neil thing of um you know just just being pretty much the most watchable person in the film, playing a character who is on paper quite dull. like um,
2: Serious professional who's got a serious job with a serious degree.
0: Yeah, and a serious but very underexplored tragic backstory.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that black s- backstory felt like it was a bit tacked on by the yeah. end of
0: it. Uh, like, oh, oh, as my do, wife used
2: do, to say, do, and then just stare into the distance yeah, and you need not visit it for to, 20, to 20 do minutes. Do like, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Th- They they all had their one thing. Like Mitch and Al kind of going up against each other because, oh, you know, he thinks he's a big hotshot and can come in here. And then he goes, actually, no, he's doing his job. Like, it felt like a very scientific way to to resolve that where it's like, wait, no, I had feelings and they were wrong. So they're gone now. (laughs) I quite quite enjoyed (laughs) how they resolved that.
1: He was being the most Australian Australian to the point of like Tom Long's character needing to translate australianism
0: yeah.
1: mm. um like like yeah okay i can understand where you would get your wires crossed but also like
0: mm. <laughs> yeah and uh, we we'd have to say uh uh tom long was was very good in this um who obviously sadly passed away uh last year uh around yeah. about, about this time last year actually um it's just nice seeing him um Doing doing great work. Like his his Glenn is um, is a very watchable kind of Peter Parker esque. Like oh, I don't really know how to talk to people. Like he he does it really well in a way that doesn't seem completely distracting from what the film is, or completely unbelievable, I suppose.
1: Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, he absolutely plays into the stereotype of the nerdy science boy who can't talk to girls, but mm. like, I didn't hate that about his character. And you know, the, oh, I'm not going to say it. No, I am. And I'm going to make a. I'm going to have this big, mm. like, blurt it all out moment because mm. it's all I can do.
0: Mm.
1: I think I said, I wrote, or Tom Long in our, like, chat
0: about yes, four he times did. <laughs> yes yeah. yeah yeah you were yeah. you were too, you were talking about tom long a little bit <laughs> yeah uh no he was he was very good I, I have to say i really enjoyed um all of the the townspeople of parks as well um you know uh, from from even just you know the like the ladies that are running the the tuck shop and are, uh, you yeah. know just going, try, trying to explain how the 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 valves with the, you get two basketballs <laughs> and they've got valves. Like they were really lovely. Um, I do like how that obviously comes from Janine
2: Tom, as well. Yeah. yeah, from Tom Long. Tom so Long. it is uh, a like whispers game that's gone horribly, or just gone horribly really.
0: Mm, yeah, uh,
1: it's people trying to do science communication yeah not doing very well
0: but it's yeah. nice fun. and I, uh, I quite
1: enjoy the uh my dress is lemon not yes. yellow it's a lemon <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I must admit i, I wasn't sure where yeah we... then he introduces his wife as the lemon yeah
1: may yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife
0: uh the lemon <laughs> lemon <laughs> i wasn't sure where we were going with um with the mayor bob uh, or the local member of uh parliament bob uh, played by yeah. Roy Billing who is just one of those faces that crops up in Australian films all the time and you go yeah. oh he's good, uh, like y- you know exactly what you're getting with him and he did it really well, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bob McIntyre, he was fantastic in this, um, I mean mm. all, all supporting yeah. cast were great, I loved Billy Brown as uh, Jim Gorton, mostly just because that's what I imagine an Australian Prime Minister from yeah, the 60s Prime Minister would, Gorton. Yeah. yeah would be yeah. like, which is a bit of a dick to be honest <laughs> Yeah, Um, Yeah. I just
1: love that they bothered to shoot in Old Parliament House, so it was vaguely accurate. I was like, oh, Mm. good, I've been there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was. I I thought it was it was a nice touch, and I think that the film did a really good job of sort of being in that sort of 1969 setting. Like it was the. I I think it's maybe partly because so much of where they were shooting had not been changed since 1969, which arguably helped, but. But I, I think, yeah, the, the costuming and the, the use of music was really great as well. I, I really thought we were gonna get more with the kids in the band. Um but oh, yeah, I, lo- yeah. I love so it's just
2: to them to play the wrong song. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Which was I, I have to admit, is is a superb. Uh, joke that was the thing that made me laugh the most is the Hawaii Five O 0 theme being played yeah <laughs> it was superb um, and likewise trying to pass off this song by a, an artist named James Hendrix <laughs> <laughs> yeah. actually
2: the music selection for the montages I've really enjoyed mm. yeah like they all kind of worked and
0: yeah like the real thing and yeah I, I do have to say uh, that the use of montages in this film were quite effective. Um, yeah. I think, but obviously, it's it's quite useful being from a time period which had so much stuff captured around this subject matter, like all the test rockets, the ones that are blowing up, and the, at the end when they have the montage of people watching the moon landing, uh, and the obviously the footage from the, the Apollo 11 mission as well, I, I thought it was actually really well put together and told, Told the story better than I think they could have done by trying to recreate it. I, I thought it was a really I, ec- clever way of doing it.
1: I also think that they, the way they shot the 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 film part of it, was uh, done well. Given they were likely to be going to do that, like they, they didn't feel jarring to swap to these this other footage. Mm. You had that slight graininess throughout the film that was like, yeah, because oh, it was it was
2: filmed on film rather than digital or anything like that. There would be a real like jump between digital and film for that
1: mm. and so they they've managed to sort of make that feel almost native
2: mm. to
1: the film itself even though us watching it now especially know a hundred percent that that's not the case that they've used mm. the footage from the time and so on and so forth
0: mm. yeah uh, quick shout out to rudy the security guard who uh, i thought was really <laughs> well used for his uh, his comic relief I, moments yeah. I remember thinking
2: as soon as the film started again, because I saw it 20 years ago, so I don't remember much about it, that he had such a deep, serious voice that I'm like, are all the jokes that I remember him saying actually said by Tom Long? Mm. Like, I just remember thinking he's just such a serious, deep kind of voice that it was like, has he the comic relief character?
0: Mm-hmm. But well, like, he is, a, and it section works.
1: G, section E. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it really beautifully oh. used. I, I feel as though, yeah, t- tonally this film just got it right. Nobody felt mm. out of place. It felt like a very neatly knitted together um, story. It it is a bit light, but I don't think there's anything yeah. particularly wrong with that. I think it's a really interesting way of showcasing this this part of the. Um, of the story of the NASA mission, it, it got me thinking about the different films about the moon landing. And I'm wondering if there's a way of just getting all these different films about it and super cutting them together so that you could have <laughs> the people from like the dish. this with the right stuff. Yeah. That's like yeah. Be, I think that'd be really great. I think that'd be a really interesting way of just seeing like a super cut of how we represent this, um this significant, well, arguably the most significant scientific event of the 20th century with, you know, possible shout out to the atom bomb hiding in there as well. But, you know, the the moon landing, I think we can all agree is a mostly positive one. Um, Speaking of science, um, Kate, Mm. you're on the programme, so I do have to ask, what the science, um, what, what, (laughs) if any, um, scientific inaccuracies (laughs) were there in in this film?
1: Um, Well... Based on my knowledge of uh, the moon landing footage itself, uh, the first images didn't actually come from parks. Mm. There's another station that they mentioned at the end that I've just blanked the name of. Something There's gully? Just- uh, There's uh, no, Honey...
0: Honeysuckle Creek. Honeysuckle Creek, Suckle Creek yeah.
1: is um, where the first, like, minute or so actually came from, and then everything went across to parks, um, which is just to do with where it is geographically and a couple of other minor things but um so that's super minor and me being really picky Mm. um also um yeah the cricket on the dish thing is just like mm -hmm,
0: it's mm a no
1: (laughs) it's a no uh and probably the other one is like power outages like that no that would not like uh like they do absolutely have like backup generators and stuff like that. But the idea that you forgot to prime the, the pump for the backup generator for the dish, eh, mm. like that is, I, I watching that film, I'm like, okay, so this is here because we need something to happen so that we can have a drama moment of like everyone freaking out about a third of the way into the film. Yeah. To so halfway through the film. Yeah. i like, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. It is totally something that could happen, but like functionally. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's mm-hmm.
0: fair. I mean, looking uh, at the, um, the inaccuracies that are in this film, because there are some, but as you say, they're not, there's not a huge amount. Um, I, I think it is also the, the erasure of Honeysuckle Creek, largely from the story is part yeah. of it. But I think it's because the Honeysuckle Creek facility is no longer there. Um, and and it was tiny. Yeah. It got decommissioned in the 1980s. So, but the prime minister, John Gorton visited Honeysuckle Creek. He didn't visit parks because Honeysuckle Creek is, is in the, is near Canberra. So it would have been a shorter trip. Yeah. It's in the ACT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the very high winds, um, 110 kilometers an hour or 68 miles per hour, uh, did happen. That was, that was,
1: Mm-hmm. truth that's legit
0: yeah which is um
1: that's legitimate yeah
0: very unfortunate and i did love that line it's like they picked this place yeah. because of its weather <laughs> oh, it <was> oh. <laughs> <laughs> like we obviously knew it was never going to collapse on itself
2: because first we saw it at that point and otherwise it would have been a much more expensive looking film mm. if they were going to have it crash mm. and yeah. you would have been able to see
0: more money probably throughout yeah that's that's yeah, probably- but- Fair
1: point. Um, I'm trying to think, like, if there was anything else that I particularly noticed. I'm just, like, looking over some notes that I've got written down here. But, like... um, I mean, I guess the only other thing that's kind of inaccurate, and it's not super scientific, but it is Mm -hmm. science-adjacent, is that, like, the Australians and the Americans were fully collaborative on all of the stuff between, like, around the moon landing. There was no, like... (laughs) grumpy moment in the telescope in terms of what's been reported historically so like Mm. you know it's not it's not a like big brother little little sister thing it's like a you know we're all in it together because we all want to go to space
0: (laughs) Hmm. um i I feel as though the film largely kind of captured that i think that those small moments are kind of more playing on I think quite cleverly from the um, the the writers of the film, because this is an Australian film, and sort of looking at how mm. we in Australia view people in America, and particularly uh, the, yeah, the relationship. I was,
2: yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. I feel like it is this kind of like, well, Australians... Uh, you know, at this certain way and Americans are this certain way. And it played on that idea of like Americans yeah. being very uptight, very superior and Australians being kind of very against that, very kind of laid back, cheeky, kind of Mama, mate. Yeah. dislike. Yeah. Disliking tall poppies, that kind of thing that Australians yeah. have a reputation for, even yeah. amongst ourselves.
1: Oh, and there totally would have also been like a bunch more people. It would not have been like four dudes. Five guys. <laughs> Just to be clear, oh okay. Oh, that's like a bunch more people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I think,
2: wait, this,
1: I feel like there's something missing. Oh
2: yeah. Um, quick question: the the girl, the one, the the bad driving one. Oh, Janine. Um,
1: Janine. Janine.
2: She's Rudy's brother, from what I got from the beginning Rudy's, from their reaction. Rudy's sister.
1: Rudy's, Rudy's sister. sister. Rudy's sis- yeah, she's she, she is Rudy's sister. sister.
2: Yeah, sister. Yeah. yeah, not brother, but she and Rudy. The siblings because yeah they talk about the gun and so on like that and mom, i think that's
1: does mom know yeah.
2: does mom know because mum would take it off me and so on. i think that's that's something else i guess it, it, it is kind of played for laughs in this in similar ways that it's done in like the castle and so on is like this australian like oh i'm, I'm really i'm really good now and just being kind of chuffed at that which is it's it's kind and it's endearing in a way that we kind of i think quite like so I think I don't know it'd be so interesting to get somebody who was like the reviews of someone not Australian because I feel like it's very much a film made for Australians more than it is to be made for the world
0: yeah mm. i mean i think do you
2: mean, it's so do you positive. Mean Australians
1: or people who don't live here because no. those two things are technically
2: mm. different non well non-Australian someone who's not Australian and hasn't lived he hasn't been in kind of like an Australian yeah. culture because we we really like what the dish is kind of putting out and what the castle puts out about Mm. what Australia is, Um, that it's, you know, friendly, it's have a go. It's, it's got some of its problems, but they're fine. Um, To the point where it's like, Oh, everyone just, you know, ignores the political situation and so on, which they kind of represented with the mayor's daughter. Um, And there was also the creepy guy who just kept kind of stalking her with a gun okay he's a cadet
1: he's a little military baby cadet (laughs) i know
2: but like i still found that a little creepy because he's just he's also weirdly intense because i I know that's trying to just be a cadet and it can be played off as that and i'm sure it was played off like Mm -hmm. that to a 2000s audience Mm -hmm. but at other times i'm like "Mm, this is this is maybe yeah it's getting there it's probably not there like it's not like um how you can look at some romantic heroes now, romantic leads from the eighties and seventies and just go, Oh, oh, that's horrible. It's not horrible, but yeah. it's not th- th- great.
0: So yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I I have to admit there are a couple of points where I was like, this this is unnecessary. Uh but also <laughs> like it it was it was largely fine and harmless, but I agree it could have been potentially more. But I, I also think that the film very much positioned him as being um, a figure of fun, like Ridiculous. like this was yeah. not somebody to be taken seriously at all, and
2: yeah, he's he's feckless in a way. Even, yeah. Like he, and also he just keeps getting told no, and he's like, all right, cool, I'm off.
1: Even from the um, first moment that we meet him, it's like
0: he's cool, trying dude. Too hard. like you're
1: trying real hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you uh, don't need to
1: salute the mayor, but
0: yeah, yeah, nah, well, or know. just
2: oh, I really hope to be in a war. I'm like, oh, that's. Uh. <laughs> mm
0: yeah that's not great <laughs> yeah look it was it was it was a bit weird but also yeah you, know, you you try these things out and I, I think the fact that you know it was quite funny when bob just told him to about march like ordered him off by ordering him like a shelter soldier
2: <laughs> that was funny
0: so. that was funny yeah i mean i mean
2: i'm not saying it's all bad and we should cut it I mean, but I, it's just like oh okay. i had to
1: laugh at oh, this time you can stay and then just like bats his head fully, he's like, no, don't touch me. Like you can <laughs> stay. You can physically
2: Yeah, that's be it. it. And like, the, yeah, but that's you it. Touch me.
0: Yeah, no, it was, um, um, it was it was it was I think it was quite nicely balanced all in all. Um, and it's it's very enjoyable. Would you guys like some trivia about the dish? sure please okay all of this trivia is sourced from imdb so if it's not true don't blame me it's also not scientific trivia largely so uh, but it's okay we've, we've got kate here she can correct me if uh, if any of this is not quite true um in real life neil fox mason who is the character represented by russ mitch mitchell in the movie mm-hmm. never got to see the moonwalk pictures live uh, because he was too busy keeping the dish pointed at the moon.
1: Yeah. Mm. It's just sad. You're like, oh, you you were doing the thing. You <laughs> mm. didn't get to look. <laughs> he
0: he was doing it so the rest of us could see the images. See yeah. So, yeah. you know, good on him. Um the film is set in the town of Parks, New South Wales, but was actually filmed in Forbes, which is a neighbouring town a few miles down the road. The reason for the filming <laughs> uh, in Forbes was because Parks has had a lot of infrastructure changes over the last 30 years, mm. whereas Forbes hasn't and still looked like at the time of filming a town from the 1960s.
1: That makes sense. Um, I mm. Having been to Parks, I was like, they didn't, there's not no way this has been, there's been this much infrastructure change like in that 15 years, mm. like that didn't feel. And um, so that makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. Uh, although of course, obviously the dish was, was the dish. That's fairly easy. Oh, to yeah. do. Cause it's literally yeah, yeah. just that and some sheep. That's, that's. All and, is.
1: and just selective angles to hide the visitor center.
0: Mm. Because... Yeah. Actually when Sam Neil's all old at the end and keeps um, heading to different areas is, um, was was he actually in the right spot to to not be entering from the visitors centre, or is it fairly how accessible is the dish? Um, I guess.
1: I mean, I guess if you have a film crew and a bunch of money, it's it's probably there. Probably is another entrance. I would assume that people who work there don't necessarily come through the visitors centre every day. So, I would hmm. assume that there's a second entrance. I can only say that I went through the visitors centre, so.
0: Okay, that's fair. And I I do have to say, the the age makeup on Sam Neill was actually pretty good.
1: Really good. For 2000.
0: For
2: 2000, yeah. I was sitting there just going, oh, okay. Well, maybe we just know what Sam Neill would kind of look like like that. A little closer yeah. now, so we're able to go. <laughs> we've had, uh, 20 years, we're like, oh,
1: we've had twenty years. we have had twenty years. We've right. seen
2: Hunt for the Wilder People. We know what Sam Neill is probably going to look like when he gets to around
0: that age. Yeah. Yeah. A whole lot grumpier. Uh, is, yeah. Is well, I
2: guess I guess he's probably still got ten more years on what he was there. That's that true, that was yeah. Two thousand.
0: So, yeah.
2: And yeah, it's been 50, 51 years since the moon landing. So it's mm-hmm. like nineteen sixty nine, two thousand, twenty twenty one. So you know, we're closer to it yeah yeah we've got he's got ten years to to show up whether that makeup looks good or not, but all right.
0: yeah um although the dish interiors were all shot on a set, all scenes showing the actual Parks dish were shot on location, the facility was closed for three weeks to accommodate filming mm. and it it, the... it it is still an operating um, NASA affiliated station yeah. um so you know that's nice of them to do that.
1: I wonder if it was closed for the public as opposed to closed to do for nasa
0: Mm.
1: yeah nasa stuff because i feel like (laughs) i feel like that's yeah if you can shut down nasa you've got a pretty good things like Mm. because you know sure you can probably just reangle the the dish for a bit to shoot whatever you need to shoot but then like if you don't actually need the dish pointing any particular way we're just gonna put it where we need it so we can do Mm. stuff
0: Mm. Uh, the set for the dish control room was extremely accurate it even included some genuine nasa equipment that had been left behind because it was too bulky to ship back to the u.s when the real dish staff visited the set they said it was like stepping back in time so yeah so well done set designers they absolutely nailed that yeah. bit uh the final i felt video-
2: like that I felt like it was really good, especially how the cameras were hidden within machinery and so on. Mm. Like a lot of like there's some really good shots where like one guy walk over to another and I mean, it's ironic that we're kind of doing this on zoom right now because that's essentially what the, tra- it's almost a tracking shot using a zoom because they sit down and they'll stare at a dial or something like that, which is essentially near the camera level. So mm, yeah. It's, it was quite good, and like, you know, it was long tracking shots like that. There was never anything too far up. It was all very kind of even and around. And a lot of it seemed to come more from what you would almost I call like the it. walls or close enough mm. to the walls.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I think they did a very good job of creating that feeling. Uh, the final yeah. bit of trivia is that the Parks technicians sometimes do take a ride on the moving dish, as Cliff explains <laughs> in the film. Uh, however, uh, as we said The scene depicting the park's glue playing cricket Was a fictional scenario and They have some the cool of name
1: for it too But I just don't remember what it is It's mm. like the ride to get like the equipment up and stuff But yeah.
0: dish, stuff. dish surfing Yeah, something like that Dish um, fishing yes. It's
1: something more like more like regional Australia than that Like I just oh. don't remember
0: what it was oh, he's, doing dish- he's doing a dishy <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no that's where you drink alcohol out of the dish
0: oh yeah that's oh, right uh, what, yeah. So, how, okay how much i'm now trying to imagine how much alcohol you could put in the dish like, it, it, obviously, it's got a lot of holes in it, but could you do... Yeah, it's grating. Yeah, could, could you do a dishy? Could you pour enough wine what on is the, the
1: volume? The dish? What, is this, what is the volume of the dish and how many people could 64 do 64
2: metres by... I'll check what how the depth is, is. Yeah, it's 64 metres. Yeah, let's get some maths. On, give me, give
1: me... Like, let me write it down and <laughs> I'll figure it out, but it might just
2: take me a minute. Uh, Park's dish dimensions. It's um, 64 metres. That's what CSRO is saying. Mm-hmm.
1: 64 meters um, is that sorry is that diameter or is that circumference?
2: yeah that's no, it's, it's diameter uh, yes
1: diameter okay
2: mm-hmm. and i'm trying to find the depth for it
1: well yeah because that's the problem is that it's not a it's like to do the calculations it's going to be annoying because mm. it will be a cross-section of a sphere I it make,
2: keeps saying about, 20 kilometres, but that's the 20 kilometres from... How about I make um, an assumption parks.
1: that it's... Let's, let's make an assumption that it is the depth of the... Like, the width and the depth are the same. So that I can... Yeah,
0: it'll be much I, I think you could go... Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's make that assumption because uh, we are almost at the end of the program and we are, we are throwing a lot of maths <laughs> at an audience that weren't expecting it. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. I mean, the volume would be... Three, seven... Uh, a uh, hundred, no, thirteen thousand seven hundred liters. If okay. it was as deep as it, as the radius. Okay, so, so the whole um, town of
0: parks could stand underneath and do a dishy where we just pour wine onto them, and I'm sure nothing would go horribly wrong.
2: Uh, Lucky you're fancy enough to assume it's wine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> true. True. Very true. I mean, they oh. might
2: have one of the party pies and just, you know, <laughs> clog up for a couple of days.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. yeah this will <laughs> clog you up for a week. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's score the film. Kate, you get to go first because it was your first time watching The Dish. What score oh, would man. you give it out of 10?
1: I mean, you know, it's not the highest of caliber films, but it's absolutely watchable. Um, I'm going to give it Seven and a half prime ministerial cups of quote unquote tea.
2: Mm. Oh yeah. That he chokes as well.
1: <laughs> like is. here's to
2: it. vrock
1: mm. <laughs> um, If you notice what, what that's poured out of. Yes. Cups yes.
0: of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, What about yourself, Jason? Uh, I'm going
2: to give it probably the same. I reckon seven and uh, yeah, I'll go seven and a half. Um, knocked over um, white poles on the road out mm. of 10. Yeah. So all of them are knocked over apart from one, which is only half. So... Oh,
0: man. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I'm going to give it a slightly lower score, but I, I, I do want to say that I, I did enjoy this film in a, well, that was pleasant. and I didn't have to think too much think. kind of way. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it, and it, it created a really cosy environment for me uh, that it's i enjoy it's a warm shoe it is a yeah. warm shoe uh, i
1: think it's what i need right now like, like yeah really, like, this is the kind of film i need right now yeah well i'm that very makes glad sense.
0: i'm very glad you're able to watch it uh, the score i'd give it is yeah. um six and a half american national anthems out of ten um i thought it was um it was very good uh so That's six times five oh so yes <laughs> uh jason and kate thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the cinema catch-up club
2: you're
0: thank you very welcome me. and uh kate uh, best of luck in the remainder of your um, self-isolation we'll hopefully see you in the flesh soon mm-hmm. yeah
1: i mean by the time this is out i will well and truly be out of like lockdown so that's a yay excellent <laughs> but, yeah. what day the 21st 21st my last, nice. last day in my house so. excellent
0: all right well for uh, those of you listening at home until thank- you go
2: back there for everything else so yeah. Yeah. yes
0: <laughs> for those of you listening at home, thank you for listening in. Uh, if you're in lockdown as well, uh, we really hope that uh, these episodes are, are helping you pass the time and the, the films that we're watching are, are good films that, that uh, you get enjoyment from. Um, do you want to help us pick the films? Well, you can become a member of our Patreon to do so. Head over to patreon.com forward slash ccucpodcast, sign up there. And uh, if, you, if you pick a film, we, we might just review it. Uh, so head over there and join up for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, We are also available on Facebook. You can talk to us there. You can leave reviews, comments, just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club on Facebook. And of course we can be subscribed to so you can get a new episode each and every week. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all the usual things. Just point your giant telescope, uh, not telescope, point your giant satellite dish towards us and uh, you'll you'll get them, uh, as we say, every week. But that's all for this week. So until next time, goodbye.